Hi everyone, welcome to the Yes Podcast. I've got uh, Yeva and Andrea with me here. I'll let them introduce themselves, but um, I'm Christian. If you're watching this on our website in video format, or if you're listening to this on our podcast platforms, thanks for uh, giving us your time. So we're gonna talk about some exciting changes and additions to the team today, to the, the structure of the Youth Empowerment Seminar. But before we go into that, I will let uh, Yeva and Andrea introduce themselves as well. Yeva, you can go first. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that we would go by alphabetical order, but okay. Uh, so hi everyone, I'm Yeva, and uh, this year again in 2023, I'll uh, be in charge of the logistics as a head of logistics. Uh, this role is very close to my heart and I'm happy to be continuing it uh, for another year to come. Hello everybody, my name is Andrea. I am the project coordinator of the YES from the side of the global office. And this year I'm also going to jump a bit more into content and I'm going to take the role of the head of content, what you know from previous years as a content team leader. I'm very happy to take this position. I have many ideas which I've collected over the years I've been there and I'm happy to implement this uh, this year with you all. Awesome. And you're going to help implement some big changes for the yes, because we do have some external funding and we have a couple of great ideas of what we can do next year. So that's that's super exciting. But we are not here to talk about that today. We are here to talk about uh, some of the additions and changes to the team. But before we talk exactly about what we, we've come up with, we want to discuss a little bit the issues or challenges that we've heard over the years from the different volunteers we've had in the teams, uh, whether it was this year or before the pandemic when, when we were um, still uh, still able to, to have it in Germany. You know, this year we were able to do it again. So we, we kept hearing every single year kind of the same feedback, but there was never enough continuation to solve some of these challenges. So first of all, what are some of the challenges? Yeah, but I know you, you want to talk about a couple of them. So share with everyone what have the volunteers been feeling that was lacking at the yes for years yeah uh, thanks christian i think uh, many of you who have been at the yes or also many of you who have heard about other volunteers experiences at the yes uh, um have uh, noticed and have uh, been approaching each other and approaching me approaching christian and andrea about uh, the lack of the team feeling or rather the lack of the one team feeling. I mean, uh, we do the preparatory work as one big team, right? Uh, we don't split anything between whether it's done by the logistics, uh, whether it's done by the content, whether it's done by one or another team member. And this somehow changes at the yes. At the yes, uh, we act and we uh, think of ourselves as two separate teams, as a team of content and team of logistics. And uh, I started feeling, or rather we started feeling that this is... Uh, not right. Uh, this is not right. We are all in this together. We are all working as one team uh, towards the same goal. And uh, yeah, we should uh, try to do our best to unify the team as much as possible and uh, to actually act as one big team while implementing this youth empowerment seminar. So this would be the major thing that comes uh, to my mind when I think about the challenges I've heard about. Cool. Andrea, do you want to talk about the lack of a knowledge transfer system, whatever you want to call it? Yes. Um, as it was in previous years, um, the content team was constantly changing. So therefore, we, we 
gathered a lot of lessons, uh, but these lessons were not transmitted from one team to the other, and it always felt like we were reinventing the wheel. Uh, the next team had to do a lot of effort to contact the previous uh, uh, content team leader or head of tracks, so it always had to, uh, it relied on the um, willingness of the volunteer to be to put even a bit more effort to reach out and find out what happened uh, what happened in the last years. And this could be so easily uh, avoided by just having a process that uh, allows us to store the knowledge we gather uh, each year. Um, this has been something we've been hearing a lot from, from our previous teams. Yeah, thank you. And another one is similar to that, but slightly separate. The lack of a continuous strategy from one year to the to the next. We sometimes have teams that want to take a special project. They they have an idea. They want to implement that. But most of the projects that they just take more than one one team. You know, one year to implement. But as soon as that team would go away and someone else would come in, we would forget about it, or it wouldn't really happen the same way that it was intended to happen. So. This lack of a common strategy, I think, also affected us over the years when we wanted to do projects to improve the event that would last, that, that would take more than one year. Uh, that was something else that we kept hearing time and time again. Right. So I, I guess these are, anyone else has anything else? These are kind of the big challenges we've, we've heard over the years, right? All right. Cool. So off the back of this, when uh, Yeva, Andrea and myself had the leadership, the, the, the last call of the leadership team from the S2022, we started asking ourselves, could we use the summer period to start working on some of these? Because it is hard to expect for these things to happen when the team has already been selected, because the team has already been selected to work on the yes, on the next year's yes, so they're busy with that. So we thought, well, let's, let's work a bit over the summer and see if we can come up with anything. And we we did a bit of a brainstorm and came up with what we think is a good solution to solve some of these challenges. And that solution is slightly restructuring the team. The team that you already know, just some small changes here and there. But what we've done is we've added an extra role. And we've added an extra role that we're going to call the volunteer team leader. Now, if you've been at the S in 2022, you might think, wait, <laughs> you're, you're lying to me. That role <laughs> already existed. And yes, it has, but it was a bit of a test we've done to see would having one person kind of in charge of the entire team make sense. And we've done it this year and we've, we've seen that it makes sense, but we've also seen some of the challenges with it. And one of them, which I've heard from Yeva, I've heard from Andrea, I've heard from a lot of volunteers was this year, it felt like the entire team had someone, a lead, but it felt like the content team didn't. And that is so accurate because it was just impossible to kind of juggle both of them. So we're introducing this new volunteer team leader role, which will be leading the entire team. And when I say the entire team, I mean both people who do logistics and people who do content. And we're going to revert back to having the old content team leader role, which we are going to call head of content. So we're going to have a head of content, head of logistics, and these two people will be in charge of people who do content and logistics. And then we're going to have a, a volunteer team leader there to support everyone and to do a lot of other tasks that we're going to talk about. So um, anything else you want to share about how we came up with this? Anyone? 
or, Maybe or have just I covered a good it thing all? To, it's just a good thing to add that uh, I was saying that the time after the yes is time before the yes is just completely proving true again this year. And this is exactly what we have been doing for the last couple of months. Yeah. And I also think that the, um, the pilot project of naming the volunteer team leader last year has taught us a lot of lessons which we can use in the past years. Uh, I think also our attempt last year wanted us to bring uh, to, to come to this, but yes, we just needed to test. And now this is the, the next one that we are taking up. Yeah. So why do we think that this is the right solution? Why do we think that adding an extra person to the team and maybe some people might look at it, although that's not a way, I know that's not a way we think about it, but some people might look at it and think about it as an extra level of hierarchy. Uh, again, we don't think about that at all, but why do we think that this is the right approach to take the yes forward? Andrea, any thoughts? Uh, yes, my first thought there is that we have uh, had in the past years um, the custom to uh, overburden roles. We say, oh, okay, but the content team leader can also take care of the team management and the uh, hot can also take care of another part. We should, um, we, what we have learned from this is that it's not the case. Uh, the, the team members work better when they are allowed to focus on one thing and excel on that. And um, yeah, not mix too much responsibilities. What we noticed is that indeed the content team was left without a, a head, and we know how complex the content at the yes team, uh, at the yes is. We have the plenaries, we have the IGL tracks, we have the track sessions. These all need to be coherent throughout the event, and it's not an easy job to, to make it. So it's not um, a given that they will be uh, like that. There is needs uh, someone to coordinate. And that is the real and should be the only job of the content team leader. The content team leader should not, uh, you know, uh, be careful that also the logistics team uh, dynamic is, is going well, that uh, everybody's having a good time and so on and so forth. It's, there's no capacity for something like this unless you want to compromise on quality on both sides. So, um, yes, I think adding an extra role that would take care only of the dynamics of the team and making sure everybody is productive and is also having a great time during this uh, the organization of this event is the right way to go um we will have also this this role will also have other responsibilities not just the team uh, um dynamic uh and it's what you mentioned earlier uh we need this uh, knowledge trans uh, knowledge transfer uh, system we need some continuation from one year to the other. And I think this is where this role can uh, bring a lot of contribution. Yeah, yeah but anything you want to add there? Yeah, I want to, I was thinking uh, um, about uh, what you were just saying, Andrea, and uh, I think there are two things that I would like to add. Um, looking back at the yes, you know, at the in-person yeses, not necessarily the online versions. Um, looking back, uh, back at these, uh, there were, um, two particular outstanding challenges during the actual seminar 
And one is, uh, for instance, uh, the integration between, or not even integration, but the communication flow between uh, uh, the team members who take care of the content and team members who take care of the logistics. When there is uh, even a slight miscommunication or mismatch in this communication, then uh, um, a lot of team members might feel unhappy, might feel unheard, might feel uh, uh, unimportant or unrecognized because there is uh, no, uh, there used to be, let's say, no way to make sure that uh, the needs and the wishes and the wants of both uh, sides are taken into consideration. So uh, um, just to give a quick example, for instance, a lot of uh, volunteers might have been upset uh, in case uh, or when in cases they were not uh, able to use the plenary call for whatever sessions they were having because the plenary technicians were not available or they uh, had promised themselves uh, to be available for the plenary, uh, let's say, rehearsals or something like this. So even these slight things which uh, do not uh, seem to be anything major, they are major actually once you are running a seminar for 400 plus students. So this is uh, um, this is one thing that uh, I'm hoping or I have a feeling, gut feeling, call it if you like, uh, that the volunteer team leader will help us to avoid. And so that's number one. And the second thing is uh, having been the head of logistics for the last couple of years and having worked with the head of content, I'm deliberately trying to refer to the new names of uh, of the titles of the roles, if you like. Mm, I think uh, very often we used to feel a little bit alone in our role, meaning that uh, we do have the team uh, or the group of people to support, either from the side of the content or the side of the logistics, but there used to be nobody that we could go to in case we encountered a problem, in case we encountered an issue or a challenge. For instance, from from the logistical side, I could have always gone, let's say, to the operations coordinators or to the freestyler coordinators or to the counselors or to the doctor or to any other team member. But at the same time, I know or I am fully aware that they have their hands full with whatever other tasks that they have to take care of, you know. And I cannot really put this burden on anybody else to solve my issue or to um, help me overcome a certain challenge. And I feel that uh, the volunteer team leader will exactly be the person who will be there not only, um, let's say, to take care uh, of the longer strategic projects, etc., but will also be the person who we can always go to to bounce off our ideas to help solve our challenges, our issues, uh, etc. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this and I can't wait to make sure how it happens. Yeah, let's. Uh, we, we already kind of jumped into what the, what I wanted to talk about next, which is what this person is exactly going to do. So that's perfect. So, Yeva, you already mentioned that this person will uh, be there to support the two heads of content and logistics, will be there to solve problems and challenges by keeping the perspective of both content and logistics in mind at the same time because it's always when when you're on one side or the other you are naturally always going to be biased towards your side but there's no side anymore there's a person there who can look at the overall picture and solve problems like that but there's much more than that there's uh, we we were talking and brainstorming about some of the other things that this person could do. And one of them was doing feedback sessions at the yes every day. I, I really like this idea because, okay, great. You The yes is over and you can give us all the feedback you want. But again, next year, there's going to be another team. So the feedback is not really that relevant anymore. And we would have rather gotten the feedback earlier to solve the problems or challenges 
envious rather than let everything bubble up and you can be frustrated and give us feedback afterwards. That's, that doesn't solve the problem. So instead, now we finally will have a person at the yes who can take feedback on the day and solve problems before they bubble up and they become bigger. That's one of the things that I really like. But it's also going to be all of those long-term projects that we're talking about. And a couple of the examples uh, is this uh, knowledge transfer system. And this is also the first time we talk about it, but uh, it's where uh, we talk about it you know, outside, of, outside of the three of us, but uh, uh, we're gonna have something called the playbook. And that's what I've been working on for the last uh, month or so. And I will keep working on together with the team for the rest of the year. We finally will create that knowledge transfer system, as well as some of you might have been part of the year strategy meeting two, three years ago. And off the back of that, we wanted to create an advisory group to take the years forward over the years, act as a strategic partner. One of my projects this year will be to finally make that happen as well. And going forward, the volunteer team leader will be a li liaison with the advisory group as well. So that the advisory group just has one person of contact who understands the overall picture of the yes, who knows where the yes is going over the next one, two, three years, and then can collaborate with the advisory group to steer the yes in the direction that they want to, to get the yes where they want to 10 years from now, right? So there are going to be a lot of this and we are going to be adding some tasks here and there as we figure out that they make sense. But obviously team motivation and all of that, team dynamics, uh, project management, you know, all of that will be this person's responsibility. Now, that doesn't mean that the head of content or the head of logistics won't be in charge of their own people anymore. It's, it doesn't mean that at all. But at least it's going to be now a person who can kind of, again, have the big picture in mind and see where the whole progress of the yes is. Yeah. May I say something here, right. uh, Christian? Yeah, of course. Go ahead. I, uh, I just want to... Um point out something that came to my mind and also something someone has pointed out to me. Uh, wasn't this role covered by the project coordinator in the past? Or wouldn't that be uh, an idea instead of adding another role? Isn't that what the project coordinator is supposed to do? And my answer to that is that the yes is historically driven by volunteers. And by putting this responsibility on a, uh, on a staff member uh, in, the, in the global office, for example, you are removing that um, accountability and that responsibility from the volunteer community. And we know that this is one of the strengths uh, of the yes. The project coordinator is still going to be there, is still going to be a liaison with the uh, broader YFU community and its goals and its mission. But we do want also a volunteer to take charge of the bigger picture at the yes and ensure also a continuity in case uh, uh, there's a staff change or there's something uh, uh, in, in both in the volunteer position or in the uh, global office that there is someone else who knows about the bigger picture than just one person. I think that is very important for the continuation of the event. Yeah, and to add on top of that, I think we also got to realize the fact that at any point, whoever's in that role in the office might not only might leave and might be, you know, someone else might come in uh, that might need some handholding. Who's that handholding going to come from? Well, the volunteer team leader. But at any point, the global office might shift resources around and might say, What the priorities? Or, sorry, actually, it's priorities I meant. Uh, thanks for correcting me. Yeah, and might say, you know, instead of spending 50% of your time on the yes or whatever it is now, you're only going to spend 20% or 10%. And then 
will that affect the quality of the event? 100%. So we also want to safeguard for the future by putting a volunteer um, on the side of the yes to kind of have that whole picture and being charged. So yeah, thanks for uh, for bringing that up. I think that's a very important point to, to, to mention as well. Also, just circling back to what you said, Christian, about the advisory board, I believe, uh, or advisory group, uh, I believe we'll need to record another episode uh, reflecting on that because I realized that, uh, you know, three years ago, there was uh, only a handful of people who uh, attended that meeting and who know what we are talking about. Uh, and there is a wide community of volunteers who are hearing these words uh, uh, for the first time ever. So uh, we'll definitely have to come back to that, I think. Right. I am putting in practice something I've seen in many podcasts. If anyone wants more information, I am linking here a, a uh, recording about the advisory board done in 2020, right after this group meeting, where you can get more details. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, to come back to reality, uh, we live in a different world than 2020, January 2020. And mm. I think a lot of the work that has been done there needs to be revisited. And uh, we should uh, we should talk about this in a next episode. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, you are right. I totally forgot. We do have an episode that you and I recorded after that strategy meeting. So we can link that as well. And if you're not familiar with what work has been done almost three years ago, then uh, we've talked about it in that podcast. All right. So how's the rest team going to be affected with some of these changes? Or is the team going to be affected? Any thoughts there? So a volunteer might wonder, how is that going to change? No, the run, the running of the I yes. I only see. I only see changes for the better. I think the content team is finally go is going to get back its coordinator, and the content is going to be more cohesive. And I think there is going to be more connections uh, with uh, with the logistical side of things because we know how uh, intertwined those are. And I will let Yeva comment on the logistics side of, of this. Actually, I can only second uh, um, what you just said, Andrea. I also feel and believe that uh, only positive changes are about to come. And uh, the reason for these positive changes is exactly what you mentioned, this uh, intertwining and the connectivity or the connection rather between the two teams, uh, not even between the two teams, but uh, between the two groups of people. We will uh, um, really have the person who is accountable and responsible for making sure that uh, both sides listen to each other, not only on paper, both uh, um, both parties, so to say, uh, um, are consulted when certain decisions are taken, be it uh, about one or another session, be it about the travel, be it about whatever. So, uh, yeah, I can only see the positive changes. I know that Christian has uh, an exciting update about how the media will be affected. Uh, so I'll let you get back on to that one, Christian. Yeah, so let's talk about that. It's uh, There will be some changes in the team. Most of the changes are also around names because we, we do want to move away from the idea of teams because what yeah. we said in the beginning is there was that lack of one team feeling. That was a lot of the feedback that we were getting. So we think that the nomenclature and the way we call the teams and different roles has a part of that as well. And one of the reasons that we, we did this was to solve that challenge, right? So we will be changing the names of some of the teams. Andrea and Eva have already mentioned a few times, head of content, head of logistics. So you'll see there's no team in there. We are, we are not two teams anymore. We are people who do logistics, people who do content, but not two teams anymore. <clears throat> and uh, one of the bigger changes, teams. if you want. <laughs> right, yeah, one of the bigger changes. <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> that will uh, that will happen is the media team, because we've realized that the media team's role, uh, which historically sat uh, in the content team, doesn't make sense to be there because the media team should be some some sort of an overarching capacity of the yes, covering everything that happens, and it shouldn't doesn't really make any sense that it's the former content team leader or the head of content that, that is in charge of the media strategy because the media strategy doesn't only, it's not only part of the content. It's it can it's much more than that. It could be sponsorship. It's, if anything, it can be some logistics as well. You're getting sponsors, getting traffic on our website, whatever it is, whatever we think that the, 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 performance, uh, the performance indicators are there that we need to achieve. So the media team will be pulled out of the content team and will report, so to speak, directly to the volunteer team leader. So there will be an effort between the volunteer team leader and the media team to create content for the YES, to make the YES more visible online, to um, put a lot of, you know, whether it's podcasts like this, or a lot of uh, new articles on our website, maybe sell some merchandise on our website. We have a lot of ideas of what we can do together with the media team. And in order to be able to do those things, we have to take the media team out of content and have that media team be working closer with the volunteer team leader. Yeah. Less work for me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. You're welcome. I'll take that. <clears throat> All right. The last thing that I want to touch upon today before we end this is there are some volunteers who might be listening to this or watching this and think, okay, that sounds great. This is awesome. Why didn't I get the chance to apply for this role? And we want to be transparent with everyone because that's how we, you know, this event needs that transparency. So it's very important for us to share the reasons why that role hasn't really been shared uh, openly. So, um, Eva, do you want to you know, have your take at it? Yeah, there are lots of reasons for that, I think. But uh, one of the main reasons that uh, I feel that all of us uh, understand and we uh, that all of us are on the same page about is that uh, timing is uh, not our friend in, uh, in this uh, perspective. Uh, if we had opened this role, let's say, uh, uh, to a wider call, this would have meant uh, uh, to ensure that uh, that selection process is transparent, the selection process is smooth, everybody who is applying is fully aware of what are the expectations that we have towards this uh, volunteer team leader. So um, honestly, it was uh, um, faster and easier to uh, name the role, uh, um, let's say, or to assign a person to the role in advance. Having said that, uh, we didn't do this just because it's easier. I think the main reason from my point of view um, that uh, all of us are on board of uh, or on board about uh, is that uh, we are running a lot of uh, experiments at the yes and we really want to make sure that as many of those as possible is uh, are successful. We ran a few of them back in 2022. Um, some of them worked, some of them didn't. Volunteer Team Leader actually is one of the experiments that worked very well. Uh, now we are just expanding on this role or let's say continue on this role to make sure that uh, overall the YES 2023 is a success. So given all these factors and putting them together, it was uh, done for the benefit of the YES. And I have no doubt that uh, you, Christian, will uh, um, be a fantastic volunteer team lead. Having also done this uh, before or having started uh, thinking about this uh, many months uh, prior to uh, now that we are talking. Andrea, do you want to add anything on top of that? 
I only can second uh, what Eva said. Uh, you are in uh, one of the best positions to build on the lessons from uh, from last year, and we can also um, test how the continuation works here. Uh, we haven't historically uh, done many roles that would continue over the years. We have started a bit in in the education team with the. Um, education team leader that has worked very well we have seen so we want to bring this to also the the volunteer leader uh, there and I also think when you are involved in the creation of the role we have been brainstorming mm. over this uh, over this summer you have already inputted a lot of uh, your ideas and your um, vision so the motivation there I think it's very strong and that's exactly what we need for such a new and challenging position. We shouldn't uh, uh, be uh, assumed that this is somehow easy. This is a challenge and motivation and willingness to put in the effort is important here. And when you have been at the creation of this, that's a big factor, I think. Yeah, and just to add to that, it's not about putting anybody on the pedestal, you know, it's not about uh, uh, creating uh, a second or third layer of the hierarchy in the YES structure. It is actually about unifying the team and it is about uh, making sure that every single team member at the YES feels valued, feels appreciated, feels heard and understood. So uh, to me, this, uh, um, yeah, this is, this has nothing to do with uh, power play or power roles or anything like this uh, and it's not because we i don't know like christian many more much more than anybody else no this is not the case this is because we believe uh, all of us believe that christian is the right person to um, make sure that the team uh, starts and continues after the yes as one and uh, i think this is the case Something that we haven't mentioned, it's kind of been mentioned, but we haven't really said it, is that we expect this role, whoever holds this role, to hold it for you know at least a couple of years, right? We because that's the whole idea of that continuation. However, it also can't be misunderstood as in this person holds the role forever. I I don't want to hold it forever. So we also came up with some sort of a, a plan to transition, and um, I think. It's important to share that as well. Although we're not going to be starting this year because there's a lot happening this year, there certainly is a plan in place to start from, from the year after with the transition plan. And it's slightly similar to what we do in the education team where we have someone who's senior and someone who's junior. And then the person who's junior, after they've done it for one or two years, they're ready to take on the senior role. And then someone else comes in as a junior. It's gonna be slightly similar. We haven't necessarily defined just yet how that's gonna work, but it certainly is something we will be doing because uh, this is a knife with two blades uh, it, on one side <laughs> this role is really great and it can do all of these things for the years but on the other side this role also starts to become a bit of a risk because if we don't have a person who can jump in and take over uh, then the rest of the, all these things that uh, that we're trying to achieve with create the creation of this role can kind of fall apart and then mm -hmm. in order to make sure that that doesn't happen we are going to be putting this this transition period or this transfer period or whatever you want to call it in, in place and, and make it happen uh, like that. So train someone to take over the team in the future. Can I just add something to this, Christian? Uh, this goes very well in line with the knowledge transfer system that we were talking about uh, in many episodes of this uh, uh, episode of this podcast. And it will actually finally become a reality in terms that if you recall uh, the former content team leaders uh, 
have been trying to, let's say, train or encourage the others to apply. But this training or traineeship or encouragement, uh, you know, that was limited to approximately 10, 15 or 45 minute conversation at the yes, saying like, yeah, you would be great, please apply. And this is not really the transfer system. You know, this is not really the encouragement that the person needs, the person who wants to eventually to take on in a few years to take on the role of the volunteer team leader needs to know what they are getting into needs to know what this role is really about and reflecting to what you said about not having a trainee this year first of all we all need to understand what this role can handle what this role can entail and this is exactly what we are going to be finding out in the next uh, what is it nine months until the yes approximately something like that it's like a baby <laughs> right, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's very nice, baby. All right, cool. Anything else we want to add before we finish off, or are we happy with this? I just oh, want to mention that I'm very uh, happy that we are jumping into new waters. Uh, I think uh, 2020 was a year of uh, experimenting, and we are continuing this trend, and this can only improve uh, our event and make it even more impactful in the YFU world. So I'm very excited for 2023. You meant 2022. I do hope you refer to 2022, yeah. exactly. <laughs> what did I say? 2020. 2020. <laughs> Let's not ah, experiment sorry. with COVID or another pandemic. Again, yeah. 2022. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for today. It's been awesome to do this podcast. I think we should do it more often. I have some volunteers, some other volunteers on it as well. And that's certainly something that I'll be working on together with the media team uh, for this awesome. year. So, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, joining and uh, we'll speak soon.